Greetings, gentle listeners. If you enjoy this podcast, you may also like Brosé, a mirthy talk show starring four bros who sip wine and consider questions submitted by you, the audience, about current events, pop culture, and which Muppet you should get tattooed on your back. Subscribe to Brosé wherever you get your podcasts. That's B-R-O-S-E. Brosé, the podcast for those who drink rosé. Person in Person is brought to you by the Perineum Group, the only truly centrist news organization. That's right, Greg. We're in the sweet spot between partisan extremes. When taint the left and taint the right, it's Perineum. All right. Time for number two. Launch right into number two, baby. What does carcinization have to do with the Paul is Dead hoax? The return of butt science. The return of Spanish art restoration. Is Strawberry Funnel Cake the new PSL? Why is the real world in 480p? The answers to these questions plus sports, emotional weather, and state up, that's tonight on Person in Person. Good evening, wherever you are, whoever you are, and welcome to Person in Person. I'm Gene Person. And I'm Greg Person. Very little relation. Person in Person is a news show for people who don't like news shows by people who do not like news shows. And apparently this is throwback week because we have a lot of returns coming in. Indeed. Between the butt science and Spanish art restoration, I mean, we are missing Estonian sports. Um, I still get daily Google updates uh, about Estonia, so I should probably be combing for more Estonian news lately. Mm. Well, that's, um, excuse me, <laughs> I just had, I just had a cough. You Did you have a moo mixer malfunction and your chocolate milk <laughs> went down the wrong tube? Yeah, something like that. All right, uh, that, that, that'll do it. Let's get into tonight's story beats. Per revised mask mandates by the CDC, vaccinated individuals no longer have to wear masks in most situations, which is going to make guessing the masked singer a lot less challenging. You know, I also wanted to talk about how the CDC now says that vaccinated Americans can go maskless in all public places. I think it's fine, Mm -hmm. because who would lie about something like that? No one. No one would stoop that low. Because we live in that Ricky Gervais movie where nobody knows how to lie. Right, right. The cryptocurrency market tumbled this week amid news that Tesla would no longer accept payments in Bitcoin because of environmental concerns, which is its own laughable thing. It's unfortunate timing as Person in Person was about to announce the debut of Buttcoin, an NFT powered entirely by anal science. <laughs> I, I'd buy that. I'm not joking. I would. A four-year-old boy in New York bought 51 cases of Spongebob popsicles on Amazon, 918 popsicles in all, but his mother accepted it with good humor. It's an ice cream Uh truck. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I I got it. It's good. The missing tiger reported in last week's Story Beats was reportedly found and transported to an animal sanctuary. They report the animal will be cared for there. 
given a proper diet and 100 acres of woods to roam for the rest of his days with other animals like kangaroos, bears, and of course, Christopher Robin. A homeless man in St. Louis County won a $150,000 settlement when a judge ruled that a law banning people from asking for money is unconstitutional. So if you don't give to our Patreon, you hate freedom. Boom. Dropping the mic. Mm-hmm. Dropping some truth bombs on the Tims out there. Give us that money. We gave you two episodes in one week, you greedy pigs. I mean, granted, we gave you no episodes last week, but... But now you get two episodes. And they'll probably be really short. All right. <laughs> Let's get into main news. Our top story tonight. What Did you want to lead off this? Uh, yeah. This one, I, I, I realize I always go first on these, and uh, it's just proper form to, to give you the opportunity every now and then. Well, much obliged, my friend. Well, carcinization is, in a nutshell, or rather a crab shell, the tendency of nature to independently and repeatedly produce crabs. Uh, you might recall that this was an internet meme last year, uh, which missed me, apparently, because I actually didn't know anything about the meme, mm-hmm. uh, but I did know about the phenomenon. Um, And so I wanted to talk about it because I think it's fascinating. At least five different lineages of ten-legged animals have evolved into crab shapes independently. King crabs, for example. That is really fascinating. Well, it is because this is not the only one of these locus points of evolutionary convergence. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, there is not an ancestral proto-fish. The fish shape is something that has been reiterated many times in nature. The fish that you see, they don't necessarily have common ancestors. Hmm. And the same is true of trees. Trees are not a meaningful phylogenetic category. It's just different plants evolving into a shape that is tree-like. Going back to crabs, king crabs, for example, are not crabs. Hermit crabs are not crabs. Uh, Hairy stone crabs are not crabs. They just look exactly like crabs. That's so crazy. I had no idea. But what does it have to do with the Paula's dead hoax? Well, I'm going to get into that. Uh, Well, at least uh, the Paula's dead hoax, what that is. In the age of QAnon, some people find themselves mystified that people could latch on to outlandish conspiracy theories with little or no evidence, often finding their own evidence based on ideas and media that are at best a hell of a stretch. But believe it or not, this has happened before and it will probably continue to happen. All the same things were at play in 1969 when the pop culture phenomenon known as Paul is Dead where countless people with a mind for conspiracy and a lack of critical thinking skills invented a mythology surrounding the death of former Wings frontman Paul McCartney. The theory goes that McCartney died in a car accident, but rather than announce this tragic news to the world, the Beatles decided to replace him with a lookalike named Billy Shears. But the Beatles couldn't just sweep this all under the rug. What kind of cover-up would that be? No, they decided to bury hundreds of hidden messages in their songs and on their album covers. As the conspiracy theory built steam, the Beatles actually got in on the action, putting lines like, here's another clue for you all, the walrus was Paul, into the track Glass Onion, purely to fuck with people. There are still people that believe this bullshit, and it is incredibly amusing to me. It's also a rabbit hole I highly recommend people fall down, because 
it's a lot of fun to read about. A simple Google search for Paul is Dead will point you in all kinds of interesting directions. So how, pray tell, do we tie these two things together? I assume that the Beatles all at one point in their life had crabs. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it was the 60s and they were the biggest rock group in the world. Right. So, yeah, there was definitely some uh, some lice shampoo making the rounds Mm -hmm. at uh, Casa Beatles. Now, I actually I had an idea about this the other night. It do you ever have an idea that is so grand and complex, but it arrives fully formed like a mansion just dropped on your brain? Uh, yeah, actually, I I have had some of those sort of revelatory moments. Uh huh. Well, I invite you to step into my brain mansion with me for a second. Enter sure. my mind palace, because. Sure. Okay, Ooh, so it's nice in here. It's nice. Yeah, it's surprisingly roomy, right? It's very roomy. Yeah, and so and I love the marble. I, I, yeah, I, I love the tapestries. This is great. Well, now convergent evolution, right, is when things are occupying the same evolu- evolutionary niche. Mm-hmm. They tend to develop the same traits and and get the same morphology independently. Sure. Now. We've always assumed, or at least it's in vogue to assume right now, that if there are aliens from other planets, that they would look radically different from us. Mm-hmm. Because we don't share any of the same DNA or evolutionary history, anything like that. I can already see where this is headed, and I love it! Okay, so you know where I'm going. So if there, But it's, it's equally reasonable to assume that if there are aliens, that because of convergent evolution, because we're occupying the position of an advanced technological species Mm -hmm. that we might end up looking the same way that the star trek version where it's just people with different skin color and different forehead shapes might actually be true it might even be true that aliens who evolved on completely different planets look so much like you that you wouldn't be able to distinguish them from your fellow humans if you like saw them in the grocery store Mm -hmm. so What I'm positing to you is that the being that replaced Paul McCartney was not Billy Shears, or if it was Billy Shears, Billy Shears was not of this earth. Right. Right. Now, I know that sounds wild, but I do have some evidence for this. Okay. Okay. Let's hear it. Okay. One word. Wings. (laughs) All right. Does, uh, I'm I'm asking you because I know you're a big Beatles fan. Mm-hmm. And although I'm not a big Beatles fan, I've listened to a lot of the Beatles music, as pretty much everybody has. Mm-hmm. Do you think that the musical output of Wings sounds like it comes from a man who <laughs> was in the Beatles? <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> right. Does, does Wings strike you as the product of a man who knew what the Beatles was or understands why they were good? This is hilarious. Greg, this is this is hilarious. I'm I'm just saying, that's you tell me that the front man of Wings and the front man of the Beatles are the same person. You're a fucking liar. Right. Well, I mean, Paul was not always the front man of the Beatles, but yes, I mean, it, I, you you raised some really interesting points. Like, did did the person did the person who wrote yesterday also write? 
simply having wonderful Christmas time. <laughs> and if you if you took any human, anybody who was born and raised on the planet Earth, and and you you asked them, you know, the Beatles, what is it about the Beatles? Wherever they're from, whatever their life experience is, they'll be like, oh, this is good. And then they'll listen to Wings and they'll be like, oh, this is bad. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. you couldn't you couldn't make the music of Wings if you had heard the music of the Beatles. Right. Hmm. Which excludes almost everyone on Earth. So th that's the only explanation. All right. Well, what you're going to need a little bit more evidence. What um, specific clues were dropped in all the Wings songs that Paul okay. McCartney is an alien? I'll, I'll give you this. It's a lyric from uh, Live and Let Die. Okay. Mm -hmm. In this ever-changing world in which we live in. <laughs> Every time. It gives me like, it gives me. That's a, not a post, sentence. Just because it's so bad. Like, even if you had learned English as a sixth language, mm -hmm. that's not a mistake you would make. Right, right. Certainly not one that you would record and make the theme song for a major motion picture. Okay. You have sold me. Yeah. So, the Paul McCartney that you see walking around these days, um, it's not him. It's, it's not even a human. Mm -hmm. That's not to say, you know, like, don't try and rip off his human mask or anything, because... It's not a human mask. It's his actual face because on the planet that he grew up on, everybody looks like Paul McCartney. And one would argue that, you know, he's a more advanced being because he came to uh, to give up meat a lot earlier than any of the rest of us, you know? That's true. Well, that's his culture is more advanced. Right, right. But also, this is also true. The, the whole, you know, alien thing. David Bowie was throwing it in our faces for decades. Oh, Oh, okay. Starman he's been trying thing. to he's been trying to blow up this story, and we've just been ignoring it. Well, you know, David Bowie with with you know Starman, the man who fell to Earth, mm -hmm. um, all that stuff. He was he was trying to tell us in a way that we would accept, and so he was a hundred percent an alien. And if you think that he's dead right now, you're a fucking idiot. He's not. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying, he's, he's back on his home planet, and God bless him. Uh, Tilda Swinton is also from his planet, <laughs> and she's still here. So, I mean, the mission continues. Whatever their reason for coming to Earth, it is ongoing. Right. Excellent. Let's, uh, let's button this up and get into breaking news. All right. So I normally try to keep things fresh in the breaking news segment, but I happened upon a story from 2018 that I thought needed to be a part of this show. Why am I making this exception? Because it's the case of another Spanish art restoration. A parishioner at a church in Spain uh, restored a set of 15th century wooden statues depicting St. Anna, the Virgin Mary, Jesus, and St. Peter by painting them. The woman, Maria Luisa Menendez, said she wanted to give them a fresh look. So she chose to paint them in bold neon colors, flat, with no nuance in tone. And the result is about what you'd expect. It's like those paint-your-own ceramic shops or some kind of heavily religious children's toy. 
The incident is of course reminiscent of Monkey Christ and Mrs. Potato Head famed Spanish art restorations, and also of another incident where a 16th century statue of St. George from the Navarre region was uh, painted and came out looking like some kind of night- nightmarish tragic Disney mannequin. I don't know what it is about Spain, but I wasn't kidding when I said we were in the middle of a renaissance of bad art restoration. I'm going to go ahead and attach links to photos in this week's show notes. And I did have a notion, um, instead of tearing down all these Confederate statues and the like throughout our country, what say we just hire some Spaniards to go around the country improving monuments? Honestly, we might not even need to pay them. We could just bring them over, show them the statues, and let nature take its course. <laughs> right? You don't even have to ask them to do it. They'll just they'll just try to touch the statues up and uh, naturally improve them. Right. Right. Now, I want to talk to you about another breakthrough in butt science. Mm-hmm. Researchers in Japan have discovered that mammals, just like sea cucumbers, can breathe through their anuses in an emergency. Fascinating. Mind you... We do need a little help, obviously, or I'd already be doing it. (laughs) Now, the rectum has enough blood vessels to allow sufficient oxygen exchange to keep you going if you get an enema of oxygenated fluid, or if your rectal tissue is inflamed enough to increase the blood flow, they can just pump straight oxygen in there, but nobody's going to sign up for that. The researchers say that this will help people in respiratory distress when ventilators aren't an option, but as with all butt science, this is just a cover. Now, the reason we love butt science so much on this show is that butt science is pure science. They're never really Mm -hmm. doing it with an application in mind. They actually just want to do it and see what happens. Every Mm -hmm. guy who goes to the emergency room to have a light bulb removed is a modern-day Galileo, and we salute him. Hmm. They're the real heroes. Indeed. Not all heroes wear capes. Some of them wear light bulbs and not where you would expect. <laughs> all right. Let's get into sports. In keeping with the seemingly never-ending list of British sports that Brits invented because they can't win at conventional sports, I proudly present Gurning, a sport in which the goal is to make a funny face while wearing a horse collar. It was thought to have originated at a crab apple festival where the sour apples caused people to make faces. Typically, the sport, and I use that term very loosely, involves projecting the lower jaw as far forward and up as you can, eventually covering the upper lip with the lower one. Girding is a sport in the same way that most of the British sports we've covered are, which is to say, it isn't. And I swear, this story sounds like something Monty Python might have done a sketch about, but it is sadly 100% real. Well, you remember the uh, Kids in the Hall Sherling sketch, don't you? No, I actually don't. Oh my god, you need to, uh, tonight, look up Sherling on YouTube. We'll do. And um, Mm -hmm. that's basically, it's a... It's the definitive comment on all British sports forever. Okay, great. Shall we move to the emotional weather? Let's do. Uh, This week's emotional weather is Bleck, Drek, and Shrek. 
Greg, would you like to Absolutely. meet a song? Well, my weather for Bleck, I found out they're apparently making Saw movies again. Only this next one is about police brutality. Because if there's one subject these movies are famous for, it's brutality. But somehow I don't mm-hmm. think that their take on it is going to translate into the modern era. We'll just have to see. Is uh, who, Who's attached to this new song? Actually, Chris Rock is, is the guiding force and the mm. star of this Saw movie. I'll probably check it out because that sounds interesting to me. But we'll just have to see how it, if, if it works at all. Well, Greg, in case you're ever short on food crimes to investigate, I've got a recommendation for my Bleck. Because there's a museum in Malmo, Sweden, dedicated to deplorable foodstuffs. A new exhibit recently opened highlighting disgusting spirit. Our items featured include a beer made with squirrel, gin made with ants, and a whale testicle beer flavored with the smoked dung of Icelandic sheep. Well, that will be a handy resource for me in the future, so if I ever need uh, any help coming up with something truly disgusting, I know who I'll credit sure. for that now. I I, uh, I do want to, to mention that I can actually drink the gin made with ants. The other two I might have to treat before I'm able to drink them. I mean, or you could just say... You know what? I'm allergic to these. I'm, yeah, yeah, I can't yeah, yeah. drink these. I'm sorry. Got an easy out. Now, for Drek, whenever I think about things that suck these days, from QAnon to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and I'm tempted to think that our culture has somehow degraded, I remember Sturgeon's Law, formulated by the brilliant author and critic Theodore Sturgeon, mm-hmm. which states that 90% of everything is crap. Of course, Voltaire expressed a similar sentiment over 200 years earlier, so if you ever find yourself in that curmudgeonly headspace where you think things are getting worse somehow, try to remember that it sucked before you got here, and it'll suck after you're gone. Yeah. All right, Drek, a karaoke DJ, or KJ, from Washington, is urging fellow Washingtonians to wear face masks and take other precautions after she contracted the virus from a three-day event in the town of Republic. Natalie, the KJ, worked the event, and at least 116 other people contracted the virus there. She had been a vocal proponent of the But I Got Rights movement before contracting the virus. Later, after experiencing what felt like an illness that was going to kill her, her perspective changed. I'd like to congratulate Natalie for her brave choice to finally say the right things in the interest of public safety long, long, long after the window to responsibly do so. Seriously, it's good that she's encouraging people to get vaccinated and stuff. I just wish wish more people listened to reason because her voice is just another in a long chorus of people just asking others for the simple favor of not being an asshole. And it's going to be met with the same exact response as all of the others. Yep. Welcome to Earth. For Shrek, I want to give a shout out to Max Shrek, who played the vampire Count Orlock in the 1922 F.W. Murnau classic Nosferatu. Now, I always assumed that Max Shrek was a stage name because Shrek means fear in (laughs) German, but that was his actual name, Friedrich Gustav Maximilian Shrek, which is badass. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to say R.I.P. to the original horror movie icon. And to Christopher Walken, 
who who played the character of Max Shrek in Batman Returns. And to Willem Dafoe, who played the character of Max Shrek in Shadow Such of the Vampire. Movie. I'm glad you brought that up. I fucking love that movie. That is an absolute masterpiece that does not get near enough love I these agree. days. All right. All right. My Shrek story. Greg, if you'll help me out, what's the name of a wine specialist again? A sommelier? Yeah, sommelier. I suppose that could be abbreviated to psalm. Body once told me. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, in keeping with our (laughs) theme from a couple of weeks ago, waiting for Guffman, I'm pleased to announce another unique musical term or a musical that has been produced. Titled All Star, the best Broadway musical... The show consisted of four acts, and every musical number was a variation on the hit Smash Mouth song, All Star. It sounds like a perfect show, and I so badly want to see it. But then there's so much to do, so much to see. Well, you'll never know if you don't go. That's true. As you know, every week our investigative team uncovers a detailed and harrowing story on food crime. This week, Greg Person has the story. Folks, it's tempting to blame Starbucks for the many, many horrors they've unleashed on the world, but we've got to admit that we're part of the problem, because when we line up to suckle at their pumpkin spice teat every fall, and I include myself in this, because even though you worship me, I have the same appetites as any man, they look for other vaguely seasonal ideas to keep us in bondage all year long. And this summer, they've come up with the Strawberry Funnel Cake Frappuccino, which I haven't tried and I'm not going Mm -hmm. to try. So I'm just going to read you some of the key nutritional facts for a venti strawberry funnel cake frappuccino. Calories, 500. Calories from fat, 190. Sugars, 68 grams. Jesus. Yeah. Total fat, 21 grams. Saturated fat, 13 grams. So I'm just saying, if not for yourself, then for the people who love you, don't do it. Don't. Somebody offers you a fair dessert in a cup with some extra sugar. Just tell them no. It's not a good idea to drink your calories anyway. You know, save those for the food that you consume. Right. Well, and that's the thing is, you know, liquids don't give you any feeling of satiety. And so you're. You're ingesting 68 grams of sugar in like two minutes Mm -hmm. and it doesn't do anything about your hunger. All you're doing is just raising your blood glucose to no purpose at all. Okay. Well, that that's a fun one. All right. Let's move on to the podcast shopping network this week. HD vision wraparounds. Let's be honest. If you wear corrective lenses and you want to go out in the sun it's gonna be a disaster. Prescription sunglasses are likely to break your bank account, and clip-ons are either obvious or so cheap they crumble to dust with the slightest tap. Plus, we live in a world where brimmed hats simply don't exist. What are we supposed to do? Buy HD Vision Wraparounds. That's what. HD Vision Wraparounds are a precision-engineered solution that you wear over your regular glasses. They shield your eyes from the sun and boast unparalleled clarity and vision, like an HD TV, allowing you to see the world as it really is. Obey! 
HD Vision wraparounds conform are a truly wonderful solution, but what about night driving? Do you have problems with glare? We'll suffer no more, because HD also makes night vision wraparounds, and if you buy one, you get the other. Consume. It's the ultimate combo. Marry and reproduce. And it can be yours for only $10 plus shipping and handling. Bye. Greg? Yes, I'm, I'm quite ready to obey. I came here to do a podcast and chew bubblegum, and I'm all out of bubblegum. I thought you'd appreciate the reference. Oh, absolutely. One of my favorites. One of my absolute Really? Favorites. So these are just basically, they're giant sunglasses that fit over your regular glasses, and they're tinted a yellowish color that makes the world look a little more colorful there's not really any addition to clarity in terms of like they don't they don't make the world hd that is ridiculous it's a ridiculous claim well but if if you know it's if it's cutting down on glare and you're you're blocking your you know if these are like proper blue blockers then yeah you know yeah. i could see if it's cutting down on glare well enough then maybe you have a little bit I more guess. clarity but i'm i'm looking at these right now this is the goofiest right. damn thing this is this is for people who are too old to feel self-conscious. Oh yeah, yeah, about it's definitely anymore. it's definitely another boomer sort of appliance. Yeah, absolutely. This is for the people who wear their glasses on a cord and when you make fun of them for having a cord for their glasses, they're like, "What? It keeps me from losing my glasses. I think mm -hmm. it's great." Yep. So, good luck, dorks. <laughs> right. On to state up. This week the great state of Illinois. Uh, the name of Illinois comes from the French phrase Illinois, which means he is noir. Fun fact, Illinois was almost the title of a Beastie Boys album. Oh, that is a good Beastie Boys album right? title, though, for real. I'm going to reach out to my buddy Mike D and uh, make it happen. Well, Chicago's Field Museum, ironically, contains no fields. Mm. Illinois is shaped like the discarded husk of a caterpillar's cocoon. Well, it's interesting you say that, because I would also observe that after West Virginia, it's the state that looks most like a nutsack. Oh, you're absolutely right. It does have a, a sort of a scrotal shape. Mm -hmm. Illinois is known as the Prairie State, after its founder, Lieutenant George State. <laughs> that is pretty funny. It's one of my favorite kinds of jokes to make. <laughs> All right. Our final segment tonight, as every week, is person to person and person, where we share your valuable feedback with our audience. You haven't yet heard the message about our voicemail expiring, but time is of the essence. Or just send us an email, you know, whatever. That's fine. We'd just love to hear from you. Until then, it'll be more roller coaster Sorry. Roller, roller coaster haiku. I almost said tycoon because haiku and tycoon sound very alike. So continuing yet again my trend of decidedly unfunny roller coaster haiku, I present the following. The sky is now down. The sky is now left, now right. The sky was up once. This last haiku was about the original X roller coaster at Six Flags Magic Mountain. Do you have any topics you'd like us to write haiku about? Send them our way. We'll write a haiku about the subject and maybe a limerick as well. And we'll try to make them funny. Much, much funnier than the roller coaster haiku. Folks, that's all the show we have for you tonight. 
We love your feedback, and there are so many ways for you to give it to us. Send us an email, personandpersonshow at gmail.com. Drop us a voicemail, 541-249-5933. Find us on Twitter, at AnchorPersons, and uh, check out our website, personandpersonshow.com. Until next time, this is Gene Person saying you should always end a comedy set with a callback. And this is Greg Person saying, in this ever-changing world in which we live in, simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Good night. Mean, no,